Well, hello everybody to the beginning of another week of Nightcaps. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, hello to everybody in chat, including Mom Meow, Wild Bill Flint, and Krista, NH Girl Fams. Krista, you got a new phone? That's pretty awesome. <clears throat> Getting a new phone is always a whole heck of a lot of fun. So I'm hoping um, that that allows you to, you know, have some have some higher performance. Watch some new stuff, do some new things. Uh, it is nice to get uh, a nice new phone. Uh, howdy, Mama Meow. How are you doing? How's everybody else? Uh, that's a pretty good price, Krista. I feel like, you know, I, I had for the longest time um, this really, really old phone. Honestly, it, uh, it just eventually uh, got to the point where it wasn't really being updated anymore. Um, so it's nice to it's nice to get uh, nice to get new phones on that one. Um, Black Cat, how are you? Black Cat's Poppy, good to see you. So let's start all this off with a little bit of a cheers with some Jaeger. Good evening, y'all. We have various stages and aspects to tonight's show. We have an article. And a fragment of an article to read by Wild Bill. And then we're going to talk about that because uh, I've had a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a demoralizing thing that sort of happened. Um, and the demoralizing thing uh, also, I hope, turns into a little bit of a reassuring thing because the demoralizing thing for me, I know also demoralized a friend of mine, made her very, very sad. But as always, I feel like uh, you just have to treat that as a learning experience and continue on. Uh, Bill, yes, that is a glass of Jaeger. See that? Look how dark and perfect it is. Mmm. Delicious. So... <laughs> Like a flat Pepsi. I mean, kind of, but not really. <laughs> so, how is everybody doing? Did everybody have a nice weekend? Uh, looks like a lot of people were up to some fun stuff. King Dinosaur is here now. King Dinosaur says he was a minute late, but that's why, before I like to get to the true juicy content, uh, I delay at least the first five, 10 minutes or so to see what people are like. Um, see how their nights were going before we move on, just in case anyone's grabbing drinks or doing this and that and the other. Uh, I see for whatever reason I'm dropping some frames. So I have a feeling uh, Twitch is not doing so great and or the server that I'm connected to is not so great. So uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. But if it suddenly gets super bad, let me know and I will bounce it and restart. But Bill has some cookies and milk, and uh, I hope as he drinks his cookies and milk, he sits back for some narration of his own content. Um, okay, good. It's good on that end. Fantastic. All right. Now let's... Uh, I'm not going to waste any time. I want to get right on to the serious stuff. So let's get on to the serious stuff. We're going to read a piece here that was written by ye olde Wild Bill Flint. Resize that a little bit so you all can sort of read it. Okay. The title of this particular piece is called Treading Water. Oh, you had to refresh? There was no sound? That's kind of weird. Huh. Well, I hope it stays okay. All right, here we go. This uh, piece is written by Wild Bill Flint. You can read all of his posts at iwilson.net. This one is called Treading Water. I pulled into the gas station on my way here today, having listened to the first 20 minutes of Count Zero, the follow-up novel to Neuromancer on my way down the hill. Caught my reflection in the glass as I walked in the door. Hair still wet, and tight ponytail and clean. Humidity had a ways to go before it actually won out over the conditioner I'd left in it. 
I thought about the whirls of social activity going on around me as I walked to the cooler to pick up my standard pair of Diet Dr. Peppers and energy drink. One of those insipid monster things with lots of caffeine, zero calories, no doubt extra cancer to make up for it. I made some small talk with the locals on my way out of the place and stood before getting in my little Tacoma, looking at the ebb and flow of the customers, pumping gas, the heat, walking in and out, ball caps, printed t-shirts, shorts, beards. I'm treading water here. Mm. I am not of this place and it is not home. I am, as they say it, in it but not of it. It will never be home. Home, it's been a long time since I've fooled into thinking that I'll ever have such a thing. It's something I've grown accustomed to, is I am my home. China is in the hot, Jack. Wherever I go, she's with me, Egg Shen said as he walked out of the movie, his work done. And that's not a matter of despondency. It's not the way, it's not the way you think. But I do realize that culturally, I'm sinking here. The people are nice and good on the surface and no worse internally, but there's something missing from them, which I find tough to quantify. It's a level of complacency, of passivity and somnambulism that infects this place. And it's anathema, anathema to me. As I had an edge to me once, it was kind of an edge, it had a life to it, but even as I think that I wonder... If it's not the pretension of the past creating the authenticity of the present. See, in the late 90s, more than 20 years ago, realization that uh, <laughs> shortens my breath for a couple of beats, I would take a notebook on Saturdays and go to the little mocked-up garden in the Metropolitan Museum of Art right off the Chinese calligraphy exhibit was never very crowded, no matter how many buses of tourists were weaving about the arms and armor or Egyptian exhibits. It was either in an obscure corner of the Byzantine complex, not to be confused with the Byzantine complex, or it was simply not sexy enough for the proletariat at large. I would sit on a bench there and write, fantasizing that I was a writer. Black Cat says, Dude! What's dude? Were you there too? Did you used to go there too, Black Cat? In 2018, after my father died and I'd lived in Nashville for three years, I went back to quote-unquote my city and met with my sisters to settle his accounts. I took a few extra days and Saturday morning left my hotel with my notebook and went to the Met. Walked the architectural mandala of the museum to my exhibit, my garden, my seat, and as I sat there and poured myself onto page after page after page, pausing a moment to marvel at how I'd so unwittingly created my present through those past pretensions. So it may be that this is the only way we create authenticity, by creating a persona that we can fit into later. Maybe it's just me. Maybe that's a clever, uh, clever phrase that I'm hoping is an example of itself. I thought about the people I know and whose company I quite enjoy. I thought about what they want of and for me and how, in the front of their minds, they really think they want the best for me. And how easy it is to forgive the advice they're giving themselves to the mask if giving it to me. So I stood there in the sun and humidity and just watched those people move about. Three of the exact same car, parking lot, five or six of the same outfits. I thought about the conversations I'd had with so many of them, or so many like them. Not quite sure there was a difference. It all seemed... So small, small habits, small lives. I looked down, red t-shirt, a bit large, jeans, too big given my weight loss, black sneakers, a bag in my hand with two 24-ounce Diet Dr. Peppers and a Monster Energy drink, $7.68. I knew that. Because after all, it's what I always get. I stop there every Thursday on my way to the cigar lounge where I sit and write for a few hours before Bible study and the drinking afterwards. Small habits, small life. Treading water. When I catch myself thinking like this, I have the presence of mind, given a few minutes of distance to consider exceptions. After all, 
If it's true of everybody, then it's you, not them, and it holds is true now. The exceptions stand out glaringly in my mind's paging through the past. No, I'm right. <laughs> you don't impress us, Nate said a couple weeks ago. I stared at the side of his head for a couple beats as he looked down to fiddle with his cigar, an expression of practiced disinterest. Pitch, please, I said. He cackled, breaking the mask. Eh, I was trying to get through that with a straight face. But what is it about this place, these people? Why do they just seem so different? It seems to me that they aren't pushing very hard at life. Oh, there are exceptions. There's always exceptions. They're not. But even the high neurotics at least push against themselves. I'm not sure I've met a single artist since I moved up here from Nashville proper. And if I have, and I haven't noticed it, only serves to accentuate rather than dismiss my point. Even those people I know, and there are more than a couple of them, who I'd consider exceedingly successful seem to have found a track and just racing along it at a pretty leisurely pace. They're good people. I'm nothing short of humbled to have people of that quality that I can now call friends. And I can only endeavor to be worth the appellation. But it's absolutely maddening. Then overtly exploratory spirit in the bunch. Oh, there's some who might have an interest in new things, but but not in the way I mean. I wonder briefly if it's a matter of age. It seems to me that that the 20-somethings I know at Jonathan's have a bit more fire in their bellies than people my own age. Now, there's other problems <coughs> with that. They're still figuring out their place in the world and suffer from the problem of thinking there's a place where they'll fit. I understand that motivation at all, but at least it's there. But I don't want a place. I want to be moving forward. I want my place to be a fight that I'm winning a bit more than I'm losing. Fall down seven times, get up eight and all. I don't want life to be something that I settle into. At this point, I'm afraid. I have many questions and few answers and no start startlingly clear revelations or quippy endings. You are the average of your five closest friends. The horrible quip wisdom teaches. But there's an element of truth to that. It seems to me that I need to find the group of people I'm looking for hinted at above. Otherwise, the task of maintaining myself will always feel like I'm trying to ice skate uphill. I need to find the artists. Badly. So, before we get to the commentary piece, there's an end piece of a previous piece of writing that I want to fit in that Bill wrote called Practice. And it's this end piece that is poignant and particularly important for what we're going to talk about later. So, he's talking about making knives. Now he has a list down of how to make knives and so on and so forth. And then we get to this point near the end where it says... I've performed most of the actions on this list a few times, always with mixed results. It turns out that knowing the steps means precisely dick, and no plan survives contact with the enemy. Even knowing these things, having watched all these videos and taken a stab at it a couple of few times, I still catch myself assuming the map is the territory. Even my thinking about making knives has been stalled by the meager nature of my experience. I'm not going to get any better at knife making until I make a bunch of knives. Somehow, in my self-obsessed cogitations, I'd forgotten this most basic lesson. Of course I'm mad about it. But that's just another one of those reactions to realizing things I'd forgotten and re-remembered. I swear it's such a common thread nowadays that I'm starting to roll my eyes when it happens, but... Whatever. You forgive yourself your missteps. You resolve to figure out how to remember next time. Know you're going to fail and do better. Note, all of this is also true of literally everything. Give yourself a fucking break. But get to fucking work. So, podcast people, I know it's early for a break, but let's take a break right there. Uh, think about all that for a minute, and then we'll come right back. 
So, a lot of good stuff there, and this is going to be a round and about sort of commentary, life story, event, this and that and the other. So, forgive me for throwing all of this into the junk drawer, mix, mixing it around and pulling out pieces at random. Black Cat had moved to Hayes, Kansas for about two weeks and was thinking of the Wizard of Oz. It was a nice place, but not for me. Go crazy. Got lots of stares. Um, so here's the thing. I had been working on a movie with a friend of mine. We started that nearish to the end of summer, of the last summer, if I recall. We sort of wrote the thing and then started shooting it, I think, probably August-ish, August, maybe September. And my original goal was I wanted to have that done by the end of the year. Wanted to have made a movie by the end of the year. Now I'll say that we mostly succeeded. And so here's where this gets difficult for me because there's a lot of pieces that come around and out of order. So I apologize. We finished it, but we didn't. Part of what I was trying to do with getting the movie made is it was for me the impetus to finish a thing that I would always start a lot of projects, but not actually push through, especially when they start to stall and get them to the end where it's finished. Now, I think that sometimes we, and especially me, myself, think of a thing as being finished, as being successful and good, but that is not always the case. Because, as has been said in the other one, sometimes a plan is just a sequence of things that don't happen. If you're going to fail at stuff, things aren't always going to work out great. But a failure is an event and not a state of existence or being. And it's important to keep that in mind. This movie is, I'm 99% sure, not going to get released. I reviewed the edited together footage and it just doesn't quite work. That is no singular fault of anyone or anything or any one single component. Now, I know that the friend that I'm working on with this uh, now is in a little bit of a dark place. And as we were talking this afternoon, I said, you know, it's a little demoralizing. And she's like, oh, you, you can't say that's not demoralizing. And then as we talked for a few minutes, she goes, actually, no, you're right. It is demoralizing. I just didn't want to admit that because I just didn't want to admit that to myself. I'm like, no, it was like, look, it is, it's okay to be demoralized. But the thing about morale is you can lose morale and you can gain morale. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. You can be demoralized, but be resolute. And I, in one case, I'm resolute that having learned from these mistakes, it's going to be better. Okay. It, it's fair enough. It's a big fucking pill. It's a big fucking pill to swallow. And, and Krista says, dang, sorry to hear that the plans fell through. It happens. Sometimes Boston actress says trial and error. It happens. It's all part of the process. It happens. You grow from those experiences. See, and, and, and that's, that is all 100% true. I say it's 100% true because I believe it to be true. I hadn't really made a movie in, what, almost 11 years or something like that? A lot, very long time. She hadn't done one, at least to completion, what, four or five? And so I'm like, all right, let, let's, let's take a second here and let's tally up and not make excuses, but let's tally up aspects that led to outcome. Unfamiliar with advancements in the technology. The cameras and microphones and stuff that we were using, probably don't need to use those. Why? One of the reasons why the, the movie kind of doesn't work is because some of the reshoots that we did the camera that we had wasn't working well in the lighting conditions. I used my phone, and there's such a vibrance difference in between what my phone captured and what the other camera captured. It's way off. It's, it's fucking way off. 
And like, I hate the phrase it is what it is, but it's just a sequence of things that are. It's not a fault. It's not a be shit. And, and I know she, she takes this upon herself so hard. I'm like, why? Don't be like that. Do you, don't do this. Look at computers and phones. and ca- Look at all that stuff. Like five years, five, six years ago. God, that's like an eternity in the case of this stuff. I said, in, let, let, let's just play dollars and cents. At the time when you bought that camera, given how much you probably paid for it, okay? My phone, this phone, like, yeah, it's just a phone, but it's a $1,200, $1,500 phone. That's a $1,200, $1,500 camera, because let's be honest, most of the regular, regular functions of the phone in and of itself haven't really changed that much. It's the cameras and the microphones and then just storage and processor that's in there. So, like... You can't beat yourself up over that. That was an eternity since you last used that stuff. And the other thing was, I don't think she practiced. That isn't meant to be a fault condition, and I'll explain why in a moment. But we didn't really practice. We went from neither of us had really worked on this stuff to, all right, we showed up for the thing one day and let's just start shooting some things. We probably shouldn't have done that. But on the same token, if we had fiddle-fucked around, I don't think we ever would have gotten to, at least for me, the goal, which was, we need to finish this. I wanted it to be good. I wanted to try my hardest on it. But that doesn't mean that just because you try hard, things are going to turn out great. That's, That's fucking bullshit. That's one of those every participant gets a blue ribbon level horseshit non-lessons that fucking people learn. Just because you try hard doesn't mean that it's the outcome's going to be good. It's not the way the world works. It's not the way anything works. Right? It's a lot of sweat and tears, but it's also, also growth. Both of you may not see it now, but you will trust the process. See, but that's the thing. I do believe it, and I do see it. Because we talked through. I went through and broke down all the things that I thought that were problems and why this didn't necessarily work. And I told her, I said, look, I'm going to run through these. This is not, like, this is you and me, okay? I was also a director and a writer and an actor and part of this. There was just a lot of crust and rust uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, ring rut? Like, just there was a lot of stuff that, look, you go back and you, I, I wouldn't make these mistakes again. I wouldn't make these mistakes again. Why? Because if we were to work on something in the near future, this is, this stings enough to not be easily forgettable. That's also fucking important. If you go through and you powder puff it and you just shrug your shoulders and mumble, Okay, fine, great. I, I You probably didn't learn shit, or if you did, you're probably not going to fucking retain it. Controversial slash hot take. It is important to pay attention to your pain, and to your failures especially, almost more than your fucking wins. Because you won't learn and you won't grow if you don't do that. It's part of the reason why I like the gym and I like strength training. Why? Because you fail more than you succeed. That's how you get stronger. You have to get to the point where you can't really do it anymore. Measure that off, get to that point, and then try to push a little bit beyond it. Like, it's an iterative process. I do it by the numbers. I'm very disciplined. I don't have fucking weight room ego. That's why I like it. Same thing here. I learned some lessons. I learned some stuff. Next time, I'll be like, no. You know what? If I'm going to shoot a thing, either I don't want to be any part of shooting the footage and being the, or I'm going to shoot it and I'm going to use either this camera on this phone, or I'm going to get a new piece of equipment. I want to practice with it. I'm going to learn on the inside and out. Fair. Like, and that's not a fault thing. That isn't a you did wrong or you did a bad. It's just. 
that's par for the course. Sometimes you hit the ball and it just goes in the fucking sand trap or the water. And you're like, God damn it. It happens. Do you quit playing golf? No. Maybe you go, hey, you know what? Like, I need to take a little bit on that. Like, you know, I think maybe what I'm going to do is, is instead of going out on the course, I'm going to buy a putt trainer. Like, I need to work on my putting game. Or you know what? I'm going to put a little flag in the backyard. I'm going to work on my chipping game a little bit. That's just being fucking tactical. That's just being smart. Like, you can't just keep doing the same thing and trying it in the same way over and over and expecting that to be better. That's not going to work. Let's catch up on some chat. Krista says, your new phone has dual rear cams. I bet you take movies and pictures with that camera, and they're fucking amazing. The technology that they put in these phones, that's the arms race. It's cameras. The, the narcissistic level of Instagram, Facebook, and all the rest of that shit, and TikTok, it's all pictures and video. That's where they put all of the money for this fucking research, is in these goddamn cameras. So, yeah, a camera that is even several years old, man, there's no way that's going to have kept up. Not unless you paid $25,000 for it. Black Cat says, interesting. I started a painting this morning for the first time in many decades. I knew I needed practice, so I went to the dollar store and bought a bunch of shitty little canvases. Knew I was going to need to practice over and over before I pulled out a better canvas. And it's going to be of a little bit of a little while. But that's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, shit. Like, you know, I started practicing the other day just using, I have like these black marking crayons. And I was just doing it with crayons, like on a piece of paper. You have to get the ring rust off. You have to practice. And I don't want to say I, I sort of knew and had a feeling that this probably was not going to turn out the way that I wanted it to. I had the best interest at heart. We tried really hard. We tried very hard. But look. It just didn't, it just didn't come out the way we wanted it to come out. The execution did not match up to the vision. And that's okay. That's okay. I mean, look, especially if you're going to say you want to make movies, what, you think all of the movies that pass through Hollywood turn out good? I mean, shit, some of those get tanked. Some of them, they blow millions of fucking dollars on them and they shut the stuff down. Or it doesn't get finished. Or parts get cut. Boston actress. How many, how, many, how many times have you been in scenes and the scenes get cut or they don't get used? Right? <clears throat> Mama Meow uh, is also going to have some blank canvases and needs to do something with them. Acrylic pores. Anyone can do them. You can add gold leaf for fun accents. An uh, H girl also sounds like she's got some canvases and needs to do some coloring. You want to learn to draw like me. Why? It's awful. I have fun with it, but it's not good. And so... So where am I trying to go with all this? You know, part of this is... You're trying to find the artists. Well... What kind? Maybe artists there are a little different than artists elsewhere. Maybe... Maybe that's an area where people are afraid to show their artistic side because it's not as popular, and maybe that gets you made fun of. I don't know. Maybe people there have an artistic side that's just not a kind of art that you're familiar with. Are you looking for a specific piece and type of art? And so... That's the thing. If, if you need to find them, maybe you just need to alter the way that you're looking. Or maybe it's, and I'm going to use a shitty, stupid line from a movie that in hindsight is kind of crappy. If you build it, they will come. It's kind of like somebody sitting out there and doing drawings and suddenly everybody's sitting around watching. Going, why are you drawing? Next thing you know, everybody's trying to draw. Oh, and I also do painting. No, I also do pottery. Because maybe sometimes people also just feel like, hey, him, I'm working on a movie. Oh, yeah? Fucking fuck you, douchebag. I don't want to hear about your stupid movie. It's probably crap. Oh, I don't want to hear about the novel you're writing. Oh. So, like, 
I feel like depending on where you're at and in the certain groups you're in, you may be surprised. Um, you know, Bill says, I don't really care what kind. I don't think it's a geographic cultural issue. See, I think it is. I think some of it is. I really do. I mean, I, I knew, I knew dudes that were from up North that were like super country and the one who liked to do fucking pastel drawings. And, and they only saw him when he found this book. I'm like, dude, these are beautiful. I was like, oh, I, I, like he was embarrassed. I'm like, why are you embarrassed? He's like, oh, it's, you know, that's sissy stuff. Because up there, it's all hoorah hunting. Man, we're going out and we're going to shoot hog and barbecue. Man, I got my truck. Blah, 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 blah. Guy didn't want to talk about how he liked to draw sunsets with fucking oil pastels. Pottery, metal sculptures, there can even just be artistry in landscaping. The way some of these guys set up, I mean, right? Black Cat likes the bleak beatnik type. Uh, I gotta be honest, I kind of don't. That Those folks don't is necessarily resonate with me. But there's a million different times, there's a million different people, there's a million different pieces of art and things and pieces and colors and failures, all glorious, all awesome, all tragic. The stuff is out there, and if you're going to try it, and you're going to get into it, you're going to do stuff that sucks. You're going to do stuff that's good. There were pieces of this movie that we shot that I actually thought were brilliant. But as a whole, it doesn't quite work. Some of that is the fault of the script. Some of that were some shots. Some of it was some acting, some of it was some set work, so, like overall, uh, I'm just going to say it, it's just got some cylinders that don't fire quite right. And it's probably going to never get released or shown to a larger audience. And by that, I mean, probably not going to share it here. Um, put your best foot forward. And even though that was the best effort that we had at the time, I think I can do better. I know I can do better and I will do better. And so, you know, my, my friend, and I love her dearly, but every now and then it's still just, to me personally, there's a little bit much of a back on the focus of, okay, the next movie, the movie, movie, movie. I'm like, I, I'm not, it's like the people that have that obsession with the horror community. I'm like, I, I don't, that's a little too singularly uh, focused for me. I have a thing right now that I'm excited. I got invited to write a horror story for an anthology. I want to do that. I want to have some time to digest and chew on this a little bit. We've thought about trying to make microfilms. Using that as a way to practice techniques for a larger production so that when we do the next larger production, it's better. And I personally think that's kind of fun and exciting because it gives you more of an opportunity to finish a small thing and show it off and get feedback, get feedback on it, and then move on to the next one, right? Whether that's the script itself or just shooting things or whatever it is, right? Bill thinks that they're there just under the radar or hang out in different places. All right. I mean, it certainly, I mean, they're, they have to be around. Um, Bob and me all sat in an overturned paint bucket and giggled at people trying to figure out how you get the pick to turn out like it did. It was a rainbowed, dusty mess by the end of every day. That does sound kind of fun. Street chalk pastels in an art fair. That's pretty cool. I mean, you'd love to do it again? Get some chalk. Uh, pour, pour yourself a small, thin thing of concrete outside and draw. Draw on it. Hey, talk about a great reusable canvas. You can just take a hose and hose it down. Use a brush. Clean it off. Um, you can draw a stick figure. You're doing better than you. But even the draw, like, okay, even drawing in movies, so, oh, like, movies, okay? 
Maybe you have an eye for direction or dialogue or sets or scenes or lighting or cinematography. Like, I want to make a movie. Like, But there's a million different little pieces and aspects to it. And here's the other thing, okay? Here's the other piece of this. I had a rough, tough year. I was not always in the best of mental spaces. I certainly also need my decompression time. So when we were making this, we didn't do it consistently like every weekend. Sometimes we would have gaps where we went between the next shoot. That makes a difference. Also, the friend of mine that I was doing this with, this isn't meant to be a piece of criticism, but I think often she tried to do too much all on her own. And we should have had a better list of tasks. We should have broken it down, picked the tasks, and had better scheduling up front. But that was going to be very hard to do because she was working a brutal work schedule. Absolutely fucking brutal. So you had two people that were exhausted, tired, stressed out, who were then stressed out trying to make a creative project as something that was fun. It's a lot. It's a lot to do. And again, this was me with also doing this show five nights a week and uploading it as a podcast. And I was trying to make the ASMR videos and all the rest of that stuff. And it's, it's just a lot. It's a lot to bite off. It's a lot to do. And I think she's afraid that I'll say, I don't ever want to make movies with you anymore. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm not going to say that at all. Because I think we should. I absolutely think we should. I actually think we work very well together as a pair. But... I need to practice on a few other things. There are some things that watching and reviewing the footage, like Black Cat said, sound like you learned a lot about what to do next time. That's just it. And so the things that we're rough on, I want to practice those aspects in particular. You practice the little things. It, again, I'm going to go back to working out at the gym. It's easy to just do the things that you're strong and great at. But you often have to challenge yourself on the areas that you're weak. That's called balance. Right? Thermite. Hello. How are you? Good to see you, sir. We're having a little bit of a serious talk today here in the lounge. And so art like that is, I also think, very difficult because it's a little bit of like letting your soul out. You're giving an intimate piece of yourself out to have other people see it. And when it doesn't turn out right, it, it stings like that burns. But if you're going to create art, if you're going to do anything that's creative, as a matter of fact, maybe if you're just going to do anything at all, you have to go back to the statements that we said earlier that, that Bill said in his post, number one, if you're just treading water, you're not going to improve. You've got to push yourself a little bit. But also, sometimes those best plans of courses of action, they don't work right. No plan survives contact with the enemy. Everybody thinks they're a tough guy until they get punched in the nose, so on and so forth. Right? They're, they're all sort of in the same basket of, of take from, you know, take from this from life. You can try your hardest and try your best. That doesn't mean that the outcome is going to be great. You know what? Sometimes you truly can be a victim of circumstance. You don't want to bank on that. You don't want to use that as an excuse all the time. But, look, sometimes there's, like, stand up and stand up, you know, stand up proud. Hey, we did this and that and the other. It didn't turn out well. 
these things went wrong. We tried to do these things, they went right. But not so great, on to the next thing. And that doesn't mean to say that you want to just so quickly move on and dismiss things that you don't pay attention to them, because you should. But ultimately, even though it's demoralizing and makes me a little bit sad that this did not come out the way we wanted to, we succeeded. And I bet she doesn't necessarily think that way, but I do. And the reason why was because my goal was to get one done. And I think it's done. At the state that it's at, there were things that we could try to fix and redo and whatever, but like it's completed to the point of this is, this is done for what it is and we should put it to bed and move on. I don't feel like we didn't not finish it because to, to continue to put more, you'd be throwing good money after bad. So it's done onto the next project. Uh, and each girl says one day at a time, one day at a time, one project at a time. Um, King Dinosaur says, I'm sorry if this was covered, but I don't think it was necessarily well built. Flint, are you looking for collaboration or just to immerse yourself in an artistic atmosphere? Bill, what say you? Mama Meow has goals, but not plans. It's good to have, it's good to have goals broken down and to have things that you can check off so that you can see yourself completing tasks towards those goals. It's not the same as a plan. Um, you know, like that's, they're, they're, they're cut from the same cloth, but a little bit different. Um, so I hope, I hope she listens to this episode and takes some of this to a positive heart. Um, we'll do better next time. We'll, every single one, every step from this point forward is more accurate, is more grounded. Just don't, don't be so hard on yourself. Because that was the other good point that Bill said. Give yourself a fucking break. Give yourself a fucking break. But also, get to work. What are you going to work on? And I feel like if you just go, well, let's just, the next, look, pick some specific things to practice and work on. If you can divide those things out. Do you ever hear the phrase aim small, miss small? <clears throat> Bill's not looking for specific collaboration, but the old conversations I used to have with people of artistic temperament, even in downtown Nashville, were of a different, honest, exploratory nature. Hmm. Well, that's why I kind of like this show. Because some of the friends I have are into some of that stuff. Some are, some aren't. I have some groups that are super into music. They could give two shits about making movies. They say they want to like and joke around and make movies, but they really don't. I have some of them that could give two fucks about drawing and that sort of art. And uh, they're all about just writing. I mean, some of them, they just, they just want to have a nice family and, and, and enjoy dinners together. And, and smile and, in quote, unquote, enjoy every sandwich. And for some of those people, I will often say, at least this to myself, but <clears throat> sometimes you need to tread water. You can't always be pushing. That's the other thing that you learn from strength training and or, like I have some friends that are bodybuilders, Rest is supremely important. 
but rest should be planned, or rather rest should be measured. Rest shouldn't be just the default state, but sometimes just soak, just soak it in. Uh, you know, pull, don't push. This might be a boring comparison. You used to work on images for magazines when they cared, and you could work them forever, but you had to stop at some point. You just got to know when to say it's done. And the mom and meow says, I'm into a little bit of everything, jack of all trades, I want to try everything. But at some point, too, uh, and, and I've run into this professionally, a mile wide and an inch deep also is often not very conducive to certain things because I'm going to go back to the making movie example. If I'm going to practice on something, what I need to practice is you need to practice using the video mode and to shoot things that are not just basically static videos. I need to practice with movement. I need to practice that from different angles to pass them along and to have somebody edit those together so that a sequence of shots composes a complete scene. I want to practice that particular thing. So I don't need necessarily to make a whole movie or go off and write this huge, complicated comedy, action, drama, horror, suspense. You just need a little thing of a thing that's happening and to capture that. And that's where I think the idea of making some micro movies makes sense. Photos of Madonna at the clubs. You could retouch her photos forever. <laughs> Uh, Krista says the burnout is real. Pamper me nights are my go-to lately, lol. Easy way to force myself to stop for an hour or two, and you always feel better after. You know, I mean, and, 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 and that's important too. Sometimes just put the projects down and abide and just take care of yourself. I got obsessed this week with the song Rollin' the Headless Thompson Gunner by Warren Zevon. And I will never forget his favorite phrase that he said to uh, David Letterman when David Letterman asked him, basically, like, hey, you know, now that you're sort of, you know, he's dying of a cancer, um, you know, what grand life lessons had he learned? And one of his, uh, he stopped for a moment and he said, uh, what I've learned is to enjoy every sandwich. Sometimes just enjoy the sandwich. Like, you know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to say another thing here and this might sound, uh, uh, take it for what it, take it for what it is. But, you know, I don't live with you, Bill. I don't know where you're at. I don't know what you do. By and large, your whole entire nine to five, eight, what is it, hours of your day, you have a whole lot of interest. You're a very smart man. You're a very good writer. You have all sorts of things that you do and work on. I know people that have even less responsibility than you who do a fraction of the things that you do to try to enrich yourself and, con and to continue to move forward. If you take a break every now and then, you're like, you know what? For the next couple of weeks, like, I just need a break from this crap. Because the burnout's real. So you pamper yourself. And maybe you pamper yourself with some more drinks and some more cigars or whatever. But that's like going on vacation. You can, you can go on vacation from a lot of aspects of life. But the thing about a vacation is when you take a vacation at some point, you quote unquote have to go home. And I think you know what I mean by that. Isn't necessarily like it's okay, back on the clock. Let's pick up a project and let's finish it. Let's get it done. 
Mamiya says, get rid of all technology and just chill. Slowly building a collection of self-care products. Get a couple hours to relax. Have super soft skin, hair, pretty nails. See? I got super pretty. My nails are shit. But anyway, um, scientific experiments. Watching Bill's life from afar is fun. Honestly, probably one of my favorite Twitter feeds to watch daily. He, lemoncello, peanut brittle, writing, metallurgy, metalworking, woodworking, electronics projects, coding. Uh, I mean, dude, sometimes, like, I'm gonna be honest, Bill, there's days where I'm like, God, you're fucking exhausting, dude. Are you on, like, massive amounts of cocaine? What the fuck? I'm gonna write a thing, and then I'm gonna work on this metal project, but I gotta code this thing first, and then I was gonna go do some things about stocks, but I'm gonna go have some scars, and I'm gonna go outside, and then, well, there's peanut butter on a building, but I gotta have, uh, I gotta roast in the oven, and, my God, man. In, in that regard, and then, fuck! <laughs> Shit, if I did coke, it'd take me to hell in about nine months. <laughs> oh, you stress yourselves out. Notifications going up. Like, I've had to tell some people every now and then. If I don't respond, I'm not ignoring you. I will respond. But look, now and then, I gotta put this piece of shit away. I don't want to be shackled to this fucking little plastic box. I want to go do a thing. And I want to concentrate on it. I, I am not very good at a bunch of different tasks all at once. In that regard, I'm very much a sniper. I focus on a one thing with supreme intent and then move on to the next. I'm, I like, it's just the way I operate best. You don't do that? You don't focus? Really, I never would have guessed. Um, you can flip from tunnel mode to doing 64,000 things at once on a dime. I'm not really like that. Um... Start with an hour. You gotta work yourself into the notification. Need to know addiction with the interwebs is real, and I'm like every now and then with people too. I'm like, look, can we just talk on the phone later? Let's not send the eight million. Like, I want to focus on this thing now. See, when I talk to you or when I listen, <clears throat> listening for me can be exhausting because I'm a very active listener, and when I'm having a conversation, I'm gonna give you my total focus. So. If I'm doing another task, you're talking, someone's like, oh, you can just keep doing that. And I'm like, I can't do that. That's not the way I work. I'm either talking to you and we're sitting, we're having like, like, man, this is on. But like, I don't want to say, I feel like that's occasionally where I make a good interviewer and can be a good conversationalist because it's very intimate and personal to me. So when I get text messages, people sending that stuff. I'm like, I gotta turn this off because then when I'm talking, like that's all I'm doing. And now I'm just sitting here texting back and forth. Right. And like, that's not good either. A chemical dream stops in and says, sup. Well, uh, we have four minutes left to a relatively serious podcast today. We talked about artistic endeavors. Failure, uh, seeking artistic vision, compartmentalization of learning complex tasks and practice. Giving yourself a break, but also making sure that you are pushing yourself. Then also understanding that it's important to take time to pamper yourself and occasionally just tread some water and relax. Enjoy the water. Enjoy the ocean, man. You know, like, sometimes that's that thing, like, the journeys, the fun, like, man, you know, just, and so again, I had a lot of fun working on this movie. We had a lot of fun. It was a learning experience. There's a lot of different stuff that we looked on, worked on. It'll be better next time. It'll be better next time. I've got some ideas for some things that I'm cooking up, but then also... What I've realized for me 
is that part of my creative outlet and vision is this. It does not take an insignificant amount of effort to do this five nights a week for regularly an hour. And I haven't missed a whole lot of these. I try to always have at least something to talk about so that it's not just dead air. It's not easy. But I love it. I fucking love it. I love this more and have more fun and enjoyment with this than I ever thought I would. And I can't thank all of the rest of you enough for that. Because you're the crucial, critical key component to that being an extra level of enjoyment that I never thought would be possible. It's all of you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Cheers. <clears throat> it's your favorite part of the night. It's my favorite part of the night. Like, seriously. Other than, other than going to bed. But, like, shit, there's a lot of days. Last year, I can't tell you how many days, or rather, well, we'll just say numbers on the calendar, where this was the part of the night, like, this was the only thing I really was looking forward to. I couldn't wait for this to roll around because I was just miserable for a lot of reasons. Um, King Dinosaur says, back at you, cheers. Uh, Black Cat, you know you'll laugh. Look, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we have serious episodes, you know. Um, Boston Actress, I love you too. Thank you so much, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for being you and keeping us company, always. Uh, you were chilling in chat, 10.30, posting snarky comments, hoping Bill was here. <laughs> sometimes I do turn this on early. Um, every now and then, by the by... I have this chat room up and open sometimes as early as 9 o'clock. So if you guys ever want to stop in here and just chat in the chat room, you always can. It's always there. So, <clears throat> I don't really have too much of a regular extra schedule coming up for this week other than I have a few things that I want to share. One of them... uh is very old and near and near and dear to me on that. Um, <laughs> you're picking sewer first. <laughs> Might take you up on that on lonely nights. Yeah, dude. I mean, this chat room's always here. You know, it's easy. It works. Uh, Boston actress says the weather has been yuck. The weather here is rainy. Um, I did not at. Okay, I want to share. Can we share a fun thing? I feel like we've I've said enough about the whole creative movie art practice. Give yourself a break. We all good on that. Does anybody else have anything they want to add? Gabby, I love you to death. I know that you really wanted that to just be awesome, and that's the most important part. Was that you genuinely had the love for it the journey and the adventure was was worth it in spades do better next time it's okay there's no way that you're gonna get in you know, it'll be like oh shit i haven't fought a boxing match in five years let me just jump in the ring you get your ass kicked All right. <clears throat> Slightly fun story, only because I'm feeling chatty and I want to I want to end this on a happy note. Alchemical Dreams wouldn't mind some more rain. We got uh, rain right now. I think it's supposed to rain almost all week. I need to I need to call and see if I can get the bike place to pick my motorcycle up now and take it to the shop for when the parts come in. Because it's raining anyway, and I won't be able to fucking ride it. God, I love thunderstorms. Thunderstorms are the best. Um, my parents have this, I showed you the balcony, the balcony up by the lake. 
They had an old electric grill that was up in the attic of the garage. My father was like, hey, can you bring that down? Because me and your mother thought it would be nice if maybe rather than go out, we could put that on the little balcony and we could grill some hamburgers or hot dogs out there and just stay in. So I went up there and I pulled the thing down and uh, we got it there in the garage. <clears throat> wow, what a nice little grill. Oh, it was really a perfect, cool little size, really neat little unit. So we plugged it into the plug in the garage. We turn it on. Oh man, this thing's making a lot of heat. This is nice. The no heat comes out of the bottom. So like it wouldn't scorch your table. Like, wow, what a great little tabletop electric grill. Things really solid and it had an extra uh, little grate grill in it. Some nice new uh, lava rocks. If you wanted to put in there, just a really nice little unit. And I'm like, uh, something's wrong because the light on it has gone out and it, there's no heat anymore. So it's kind of coming off. So I'm like, well, either the extension cord is broke, the plug in the garage is broke or the grill is broke. My first inclination was that the grill was probably broke because that had been up there for a long time. My thought was, you plugged it in, it got hot, and in the expansion, somewhere in there, some component separated, broke, and it's dead. So, we decided, look, I'm just going to throw that away. Because, even if it ended up being the plug in the garage that had shorted out or tripped, well... That means that there's something wrong with the grill that was tripping the circuit and causing the circuit to fail. So as we found out, yes, the circuit in the garage, the breaker had been tripped. So, is that a bad plug? Probably not the plug. There's probably something wrong with this electric grill. So we end up throwing it away because, again, it was really old. So then I'm talking to my parents. I'm talking to my mom and dad. And uh, they're like, oh, well, you know, we could... I said, look, I got to tell you, the, the one thing that you might consider is just get a foreman grill. I said, you guys got me that foreman grill years ago. I use it all the time. I said, number one, that thing ticks along like a tank. Number two, I'm not a very good cook. I almost never use my oven. The only time I use my oven is to heat up a fucking pizza on my pizza stone Really, most of the only thing I cook on my stovetop is either from boiling a large amount of water or from making some sort of pasta or rice or whatever. But I use the Foreman Grill all the time. I said, I love that thing. Chicken. Uh, should have made steaks. Hamburgers. Uh, it, has a, it has an attachment for pancakes. It has a flat thing that you can use as like a pan. Uh... Shit, you can kind of cook anything on it, to be honest. I said, and if if I had my way, I wouldn't even have an oven or stovetop like that at all. I would just have that as cabinet space and a countertop, and I would just get a good electric stovetop. I said, why don't you guys just get that? You could just get either a foreman grill, or you could get a tabletop electric grill like that. You know, they can't, they can't have gas out there on this patio. It has to be electric. Uh, you bought a grill after the last time you brought it up? What grill did you buy? Did, did you buy the, uh, did you buy one of those Weber G, G2s or whatever? Those are awesome. Uh, pizza stone? Fucking pizza for life? Yeah, I have a pizza stone. Pizza stone is amazing. But that's like the only time I really use my oven is to use this pizza stone. And pizza stone is awesome. It makes a great pizza. But I said, look, you can get a lot of good electric grills. Maybe just get a Foreman grill. I said, look, they're small. You can put it out on the balcony. You can use it here on your countertop. I said, the one you got me has removable plates. You can take the plates off and just put the plates in the dishwasher. I said, I'd have had that thing for years. I don't know how many things I've cooked with it. And it still just works like a tank. I said, I absolutely love that thing. Um... Bill doesn't know what girl he has. It's in the box on the receiving dock or what other people might call your living room. Dude, do you have a hoarder? Bill, do you have a hoarder house? Get that out of the box, dude. Come on. 
You got a new grown still in the box? Get that out of there. I want to see that grill. Go on. Go on, you. <laughs> so, anyway, I decided to surprise them, and I ordered them an electric grill. It's an electric uh, four-plate little grill uh, that you can put, um, you know, it's got attachments for searing. Uh, it's got a little rack you can use. You can take all the components out, all of the plates, the lid and the drip tray are all dishwasher safe. They do have a dishwasher there. It's good for uh, countertops or outdoor as long as it's not raining. So uh, I got them a surprise. I ordered them this electric grill. Uh, I got it shipped. It should arrive at their house tomorrow. Um, I'm imagining they're not expecting that at all because we talked about it. You know what? It's nice to get a surprise now and then. And it's nice to know that somebody is thinking about you, especially when you've had talks and conversations about things. And I just want you guys all to know, I think about you all the time. One of the most important things to me in my life are my friends and family. And I think about you guys all day. Truly. You've enhanced my life in a way that I never expected or thought would be possible. And for that, I can't thank you enough. Cheers. As we say at the end of all of these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all that good shit. Good night.